Here we go. Hey, this is Roberto. You're back with another Steambox podcast from Highlander Charter School. Highlander Steampunks, please say what's up to the world. Yo, Yo I got my brother here today, man. I feel really good about it. Uh, I got my man from my neighborhood, Washington Park. Um, I, I said, did I say it too many? Did I stutter on it? Like Washington? You said like Washington. My man Juan Rodriguez from Washington Park. It hurts you for some reason. You're making a really compelling podcast right now. I want to thank you because the people at home are like, wow, man, this is great. Darwin, please keep talking about Washington. Sounds weird to you. You're so weird. Uh, so uh, my man Juan Rodriguez is here. Juan, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Thank you, Roberto, for having me here today. May 4th, Teacher Teacher Appreciation Week. Um, do you still consider, so you're outside the classroom right now. Do you still consider yourself a teacher? Scooch forward about one foot, if you don't mind. Just because of the microphone, thank you. Uh, yeah, I still do consider myself a teacher. Um, I do provide an after school program where I'm like still um, educating young folks on how to design and code virtual reality and augmented reality programs. Does anybody here, does anybody here use virtual reality? Yeah. Jada, you use virtual reality? Yeah. What, how do you use virtual reality? What do you do? I have the VR set. Do you have the Oculus or yeah. you do? Uh, do you have a favorite game on there? I don't know the name of it. It's like, I don't know how to call it, but um, it's this game where you enter this house and you basically complete a mission. It's basically on this like dev transit or whatever. And you're with a group. And you end up like trying to figure out all the like clues, the specific clues that you gotta complete. And you have to try and get out of there alive. Do you know what she's talking about? I know what she's talking about. Phasphobia. Yeah. Phasphobia. Phasmophobia. Thank you. Oh, Darwin, you correct. I was definitely wrong on that word, and you correct me. I appreciate that. That's good. I have it on Steam. It's a it's a horror game though. I don't. It's an Oculus. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I been trying so much, so hard on that game, especially playing it like. Like at like two or one in the morning. It's amazing. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Ray Nunez. You know Ray too, right? Yeah, yeah. Ray's a great guy. Ray is a great guy. Uh Ray hooked up Steambox. Um, Ray donated a, a supercomputer to Steambox. And we did a transaction, but we got a supercomputer with Steambox now. So the first thing that I did with my students, Jada, was I connected the Oculus to the computer. And then I was able to play Phasmophobia like on computer settings. And it's crazy. So what you got to do in here, you got to go in the house. The house is haunted and you have to, by process of elimination, find out what kind of ghost it is. And then you have to like, if you're leveled up enough, you have to try to perform a seance to actually defeat the ghost. But at first you just want to, you just want to figure out what kind of ghost it is. It's kind of crazy. Like if you have like religious beliefs, it's kind of crazy because you have a crucifix and everything. Yeah. It's kind of, it's just a game. Man, uh, we were so we watched videos because I wasn't even I was just barely starting it. So we watched the video and some dude walks into a room and then the whole room turns like blood red and there's trees in the room. And then a, a weird like the grudge starts chasing you out the house. It, yeah, it was it was wild. It was wild. Uh, thank you, Jada. Um, did you say you messing with uh, uh, Oculus too? Yano, what do you mess with? So um, I play uh, sometimes I go on. Like she said, I go on Roblox sometimes, uh, VR chat, rec rooms. Oh, 
Everybody is a troll in Rec Room. I've seen crazy stuff. And in VR chat, it's like so funny when you just like, it's like there's people with like full body, like both sensors and stuff. And it's just a lot of things like brings out the, the, the other side of you. The other side of you. Darwin, Darwin, before I send it back to Juan, before I send it back to Juan, you said you've seen crazy things in VR chat. What kind of crazy thing? It's like, like, they just be saying crazy, like, weird things. Like, it's bad. It's a, it's a wild, it's a wild community. Oh, like, you don't really have to have a filter. Right. And when you can be anonymous, that can be pretty tricky. It's hard to be anonymous, but sometimes they recognize, like, your accent. Are you stalking like your friends on it? I have to code switch sometimes when I'm in public. Like they, they realize I'm black. So I have to I have to talk like a like a generic white person. I'm putting that quotation mark. Can you can you uh, give us uh, how do you different. yeah, how do you talk like a white person? So, so basically hello, good evening, sir. I am John Howard. I mean I, I, I just You sound like my Google digital assistant. My name is John. Elijah, do you feel mocked right now? It's just so that's just that's a terrible impression. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even begin to like fault it just because it's so awful. You <laughs> made an impression of white person. You made an impression And before we go there, <laughs> and before we go there. Just so you know, somebody else I'm, I'm, I want to put in front of you uh, soon is uh, somebody I met yesterday. Uh, she's from RISD. Um, she's Asian and she's doing game development. And we had this conversation and she was telling me that she has to change her voice when she's playing video games because a lot of times she'll be harassed as soon as somebody finds out that she's not white, as soon as somebody finds out that she's not a, a guy. Uh, she says that people come after her in really different ways. Some people are extra nice in weird ways, and some people are extra like mean in weird ways too. And we've seen it. Thank you for making an example. What's your experience online with Oculus? You're doing this with children. Do you find that uh, online people can be cruel and nice? What do you What do you think? So I've been I've had a chance to really interact with a lot of people online. I've been spending a lot of time finding um, educational content. I support the students and educators. That's like my main goal with Winner's Circle. Um, but then the after-school program is when they come in, and that's when they interact with the headsets and play with the games. What's an example of something that if, so so right now we're high school students. I know you work with younger students, but we're high school students. If we were all on our computer right now designing in the virtual reality, what's an example of something that we could all do right now that we don't even think we can do? Um, just think about it. Think about what, what, are you, what are your interests? What are you into? If you're into sports, um, perhaps you want to design an exhibit of your favorite athlete. But like fully immersive, where you can kind of like step inside of that VR world. Um, and you're clicking around different stuff and you're learning about your favorite athlete or you're learning about your favorite sport. Um, it, could be, it could be the same thing with video games. You want to have an exhibit about video games and uh, folks are learning about the different video games and perhaps different systems inside of that VR world. In VR, so you can actually yeah. interact with these things. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I want to I come back to sports in just a minute. Um, I'm going to go to uh, one of my sports stars, Hendry. 
Uh, and I'm waiting for the rest of the group to jump in on that. I'm waiting for Kai to be like, the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Henry, uh, Henry challenged, Henry, Ch the principal, the principal resigned as principal recently. He was on the podcast and Henry actually challenged him to a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Henry, what's your, but anyway, I'm going to come back to sports in one second. Henry, what's your question for Juan? Everybody a little louder, please. We're competing with the noise next door. My question for you is how has starting having your own company impacted your life and how is it, like what's the takeaways you take away from it? Starting my own company has its ups and its downs. And it's never like a smooth road. It's never anything easy. You're always learning something new as you go along. Um, the biggest thing is making, is making them sacrifices. Um, I started my business right around the time where my youngest, my oldest was about three years old, um, and my youngest was one years old. So I had to make a lot of sacrifices, kind of like with the time that I spend with them. Um, sacrifices in the sense of um, spending any sort of time with my family, whether it be my siblings, whether it be my kids, um, and just staying fully dedicated and committed to what I'm doing. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is deter being determined, right? Finding what your fuel is and finding what your drive is and staying determined to stay persistent and, and continue to do what you wanna do, be passionate about it. I'm really happy for you guys right now because you have uh, two Latinos in the room who started their own, uh, who started their own business. And it's a different world now because you guys can see that not just one, but two. But to be honest with you, this is, I'm being dead ass, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I'm the kind of guy who's still rocking my hoodies all the time. I'm the kind of guy who wants to wear my Air Max all the time. I don't want to wear shoes that I'll slide on the floor and make click clack sounds. Um, I did not believe 10 years ago, I didn't know that, that me as a Puerto Rican from Washington Park, as a Latino from Washington Park, uh, could really do a business like this. You're saying that it's possible. Is that, is that where you're going with this? You're saying Washington, girl, no, it's like hurting my ear. Say Washington. Say, you, you say it. Thank you. Are you saying it to appease him or is that how you say it? I say Washington. I know. I know it trails Washington. off. I know I'm trailing off. I realize that the way I talk trails off. Blame Wu-Tang Clan or something. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is, it's funny. It's funny because for the third time, for the th this podcast is about how I say Washington Park, by the way. Say what? He is the next English teacher. Yo, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I just don't want to spend so much podcast time on it, especially one time. But um, did you, did you, did you, Juan, have any of this? I, I didn't think that it was, it felt like a breakthrough for me. It felt like, oh, I could do this. I'm going to do this. Did you, is that something you knew? No, I mean, I never knew I'd be doing this. Growing up, when I was getting age in high school, middle school, um, I didn't see too many folks that look like us running organizations or um, being business owners. Um, the very little that you did have, I mean, you want to stay connected with them and kind of like look for them for inspiration. But I, nowadays, like you see tons of different folks, um, especially people of color running businesses, um, being EDs of organizations. So there's definitely someone at your age that you can look up to and kind of like lean on for advice. I, I'm, I'm really happy that we're able to put that in front of you today. Um, we talked about sports briefly. What's your sport? What's your, what's your... 
Uh, my go-to spot, I, I, growing up, I used to love baseball. I still do. Um, I have my son um, who plays baseball now. I, I coached him last year. Um, and now kind of like living my life with him now. <laughs> so I've done everything I can so he can be a successful I, I know you love baseball. Uh, I know you love the Yankees. You're from... I hate the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Yankees, my favorite team. I don't really follow baseball like that, but I always love the Yankees. My family's from the Bronx. I so so I you know I was indoctrinated into the Yankees, and especially when they traded for my favorite player, who I won't who I won't name. Um, <laughs> no, because Derek Jeter would make me seem a lot less old than I am if I named my favorite player at the time. You'd be like, who the hell is that? Um, but the thing is. The thing is, it feels like baseball is, to me, to me, it feels like baseball is dying. It feels like the younger generation is not as interested in baseball. And I forgot what uh, arena last night had like 20 something hundred people, you know, at the baseball game. Uh, and it's a, it's a much lower number than before. And I know we're in a pandemic and stuff. Um, would you agree that baseball is trending down for this generation? And if so, what do you think has to happen for for people like the people in this room to be more interested in baseball? Um, I mean, it, it does show that baseball. Um, there are less signups when it comes to um, baseball. Uh, leagues are happening. Uh, Merging uh, other leagues to kind of to, to host a, a season. Um, so it, it is becoming a challenge for baseball leagues to actually have a successful season. To introduce baseball to young kids now, uh, to younger folks today, um, it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to say something that's real easy and kind of say, hey, baseball's a fun sport. It's kind of something that you pick up and it's something that you do like, um, just pursue it. At your age, at the middle school age, everyone should be trying different sports out. So definitely try out baseball, try out basketball. Um, some of the best athletes play more than one sport. So I encourage you to definitely have something to do. You don't have anything lined up in the springtime. Play baseball, even if you're kind of like the worst, if you feel like you're the worst part of the player, you're definitely going to find some trying to find a team. It sounded like, it sounded like Kai was interested in baseball. Is anybody else here, is anybody else here like baseball? You used to play softball? Hang on one second, I'll come back to you. You used to play softball? Um, What, what grade? Oh, so recently you played softball, like the past couple of years you played softball? Um, is, is there anything that would make you want to play more? I feel like coaches, well, the coach I had wasn't that much, like, understanding. Like, if you would, like, lose a game, it was, like, over. She would come hard on you. So, like, instead of talking down on somebody, you would just show them, try to teach them. She wasn't really a coach, to be honest. Okay. Um, all right. Do you feel like... Do you feel like if you were able to go and have more fun with it, that would have kept you engaged? I mean, I had fun. I yeah. like it, so I had fun. But it was just, I think it was just her, or I just didn't click with her. It's weird that one that one person, one person can turn you off to a sport. I had a similar experience like that playing baseball. Who else likes baseball? Uh, Darwin, can you tell me one thing about baseball that would make it better? Well, same thing she said, coach, is like, like you lose and like instantly it's just straight to it. Like you're done. And it's, and like, I don't know, uh, maybe coaches, I don't know. 
it's a really expensive sport too. I heard that is it is it college and minor league that they're putting a pitch uh, clock, almost like the shot clock in basketball, yeah. to try to speed it up. College and professional, so you have like a set time where you can um you get ready while you're in the batter's box. So now it kind of like speeds up the game now. So game won't last more than like two and a half hours. I'm wondering, like to me, that feels like maybe that would be an improvement. It'd be harder strategy-wise to play, uh, and especially if I'm a pitcher, I'd be really worried about people stealing bases now, knowing that I have to get this pitch off in a certain amount of time. I feel like it will make you play worse, like you're kind of rushed. Well, I don't. It's not the pitcher. I think it's the batter that has to be in the batter's box ready oh. to receive the pitch within a certain time. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, all that. I, I thought it was like getting the time for you to fill. Uh, no, so if you know if anybody's familiar with uh, Nomar Garcia Parra, he's kind of like taking his straps off and putting back on and all that fancy stuff. So now all these batters are going to have kind of like less time to make these adjustments and get ready. So you got to step back in and step in the box right away. And get ready for that. Mifta, I'm coming to you in just a second. But Juan, did you have any rituals when you used to play baseball? Is there a ritual that you had? Rituals? When I played for Mount Pleasant, we used to eat um, – Ramen noodles, we used to eat them raw, just straight off the bag. I'm like, they were chips. like hard, crunchy, hard, crunchy. Yeah, <laughs> throw the seasoning in there, and just like chips. Do you feel like receipts come in clutch? I, I had a big investment when I used to play, just buy a big amount of sunflower seeds. Do you feel like if you struggled in a game, it's because you didn't do enough ramen? <laughs> no, I mean, if we struggled in the game, it's because we was acting up, it was just like. Taking the game too serious. Does anybody have a weird superstition for when they play sports? Kai, I'm looking at you on this one. Yanhel, what is it? Um, sometimes when I'm like playing oh, uh, a certain position in baseball, uh, I just feel like the ball will come towards me, like hit my face, and I just that's a weird superstition. Oh, when I play when I play football, I feel like when I'm like when I'm when I'm like on the line when I play tight end, I just feel like there's gonna be like three hundred pound defensive back just. Run my shit over. Yeah, that's my superstition. Just me getting run over. My superstition is if I don't do like you, like like you did your ramen thing every every day before every game, right? Yeah. I feel like if I wouldn't do the, that ramen thing before the game, I feel like if I play bad, and if I and if I play bad, then I'm playing on the ramen. I was that. Yeah, that's what I was asking. I, I was I had a jersey, uh, Shinigami jersey, like Death Note, like a demon uh and if i didn't wear that particular jersey i felt like i wasn't going to get it what's yours um if i wear ankle socks if you wear ankle socks so sometimes sometimes you just happen to only have ankle socks Mifta and then Cal. Mifta, what's your question for Juan? My question is, um, how does So for people who couldn't hear that at home, he's, his, Mifta's question was, how do you balance everything going on with your life? What was the last part, Mifta? While having a business. While having a business. Um, balancing everything can be tricky. Um, it's not something that you kind of like master. Um, it's something that you can practice every day and figure it out as you go along. Um, just trying to make sure that I think ultimately what well, you figure out what your priorities are. And then in the picture, once you figure out those priorities, you know what's important to you and what's not. 
Juan, can I can I push you? I'm gonna I'm gonna push you a little bit on this because I feel like you and I you and I were both here at one point. Um and, and I'm happy that we have each other because we've had conversations where we weren't necessarily balanced. I remember you telling me about times where you felt like your life wasn't balanced. And me until recently, I felt like I was way out of balance. And I'm happy that we had each other for that. And I'm sure you have, you know, much closer people. But um, can you talk about some of the challenges? Um, the biggest challenge is the sacrifice that I make for my family and just not being there all the time for them. Um, like every weekend, my family perhaps goes to a playground, um, spend some time with like, just not being there to spend time with my son, not being able to go to all his baseball games or anything, just going to the playground and go with them on the weekend. You got two babies? I got two babies. I got a three-year-old and a five-year-old right now. Jada, did you have a follow-up or are you playing with here? No, I'm going to say something. Good. Just tell them to eat ramen. Yes. Are you passing that on? I'm not. I'm not. I mean, they're super picky with what they eat now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yo, so, um, all right, cool. I wanted to follow up on that, but I'm going to do that later. Uh, Cal, what's your question for Juan? That's a good question. I like that question. I wish I knew. I wish I knew, but I try to pay, I try to pay any attention to any assumptions people make with me. Um, I'm trying to make pay attention to anything, any thoughts that people have with me. Um, just trying to keep it for, moving forward um, without like focusing too much on that. Like, I know that if I do think about that, do think about that, I, I kind of get stuck in that thought. So if, if I hear some assumptions, I have some thoughts of me, um, I try to kind of brush it aside and keep moving forward. Uh, question, kind of, what position you play? I played when I played baseball. Um, I played second base, but I didn't play too much in, oh, in high school. I, I, was I was having this argument. Play. Okay, I was having this argument on the bus with no without saying names. <laughs> what, what is the hardest position to play baseball? And if you don't say what I think you're gonna say, it's gonna be a fight. All right. The hardest position that I think. Has to be second or third base. What's the hard Darwin? Darwin, what's the hardest position to play? Darwin, Darwin, why is it first? Wait, why is it third or second? I say the third has to be one of the top ones because the ball hits a lot faster towards that direction. Because there's a lot of right your reflection has to be. Your reaction has to be a lot faster than it would be at first. But first, everyone okay, everyone has to go to first base, no? Yeah, so or, I see I see your logic. I see what you're saying. Um, but your reaction has to be a lot like a ground ball goes faster to third than it would be to first. I mean you have to be more mobile when you're playing first base because the ball is always coming to you. Merlene, I'm coming to you in a second, but um I wanted to follow up on I wanted to follow up on something that you said to Cal. Um, when when we're talking about not paying attention, right, to assumptions that other people might be making, um, do you find that because because where we grew up is not necessarily easy? There's a really beautiful Washington Park is an amazing experience growing up there. I'm sorry, I see you. I see I see you mad at the way I say Washington. I got you, um, but it's not an easy place to grow up. 
around Washington, even if there's a gem in it, even if that particular neighborhood was really, really beautiful, um, there is a lot of violence around it. There's a lot of crime around it. There's a lot of drug use around it. Um, do you ever find that not just the area that you come from, but the people that you come from and the life that we used to live, do you find that people ever have assumptions about you still being that person? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, um, going back to what you said, there are folks that are gonna have assumptions of me um, and they're gonna associate some of the folks that I used to hang out with, um, or even like the, the neighborhoods I grew up in, um, kind of like assume the type of person I am based off of that. Um, even sort of like my history, um, some of the stuff that I've been through, I'll be totally transparent with everyone here. Like I have a felony on my record, I'm a criminal. Folks make assumptions off of that. Um, and I just recently I had to kind of like explain myself to, to an organization and just tell them, hey, look, it's been like 14 years since I had that felony to where I'm at today. Um, losing my brother to gun violence. Um, so folks have assumptions about that. So there's definitely folks that are going to have assumptions based on your life history, of, again, based on where you come from or who you associate yourself uh, with. Have you been able to, um, do, you, do you feel like, I can't even imagine. I'm not going to pretend to be one of those people that try to be like, I know how you're feeling, blah, blah, blah. I, I know how close I am with my brother. And I know I could never even imagine what that's like. But I would imagine that that scar would never go away. That wound would never heal is what I would imagine. Is that about right? Do you feel like you're, you're, you're getting as close to healed as you can? How you doing, Juan? No, uh, that's, a, um, that's a wound that you never heal from. Um, losing a sibling, especially like the gun violence, it's like kind of like somebody who's robbing you of your most prized possession. I'm um, just taking taking it right off in your hand. Um, and when I talk about a wound, just kind of just think about like an open gash that you have on your arm or open wound that you have anywhere on your body that somebody just always pressing on you because um, everything is always going to remind you of that person. Uh, you just kind of like learn to live with it and you learn to move forward. Use that as a, I, I use it as my drive. Um, there's a reason why I have my business. There's a reason why I give back to, uh, to younger folks. Yeah. He, he motivates you. Your, your brother motivates you. Yeah. Shout out to your brother. What's your brother's name? Francis. Shout out to Francis. Thank you. Merlene, uh, what's your question for one? Merlene, what's your question for Juan? Um, do you find it difficult? To um, balance work with family. Jada, what's your question for Juan? Thank you, Merlene. Oh. Jada, what's your question for Juan? You're close with Roberto, right? Yeah. How do you deal with him? That's my question. How do you deal with he walks away for a while? Any I know, but I'm just saying anybody that. smart enough who knows me walks away for a while, comes back, like like I can't with this motherfucker, and then comes back a little while. <laughs> <laughs> what part of VR are you from? My family. I wasn't born. I was born in New York. My well, family is from the capital. Um, my mom is from Santiago, Santiago Rodriguez. We got people here from DR? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you want to go like specific, the town that my father's from in the capital, uh, Villa Consuelo. Ah. You're just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, nice. Jada, I got a question for you. Um, um, 
Do you ever get upset? Does it ever like bother you? Is it an open wound for you that like if you Google uh, the most beautiful uh, race on earth that Google's going to tell you it's Puerto Ricans? Oh, I'm just, no, no, I understand your opinion, but you know, but the Google facts, I was just wondering if that leaves you salty. I, I suggest you Google it later uh, and check it out, but I was just wondering how you feel about that. But you've you've kind of answered it for me anyway. Uh, oh man, we know that's not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> we know we, we know that's not true. Damn it, Google. Yo, this guy is always fact checking. <laughs> What? That's a thing. Whoa. Would you expect them to be like water from the bathroom? Is that no, what you expected? Water, because people come at me for saying it with an e. There's no water. I understand that, but that's how it comes. Jada, February fourteenth is also known as. All right, pretty good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. What's your question for Juan? Oh, I know you can handle that. I know that's your, you probably waiting. You probably waiting on that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad you asked. It's a softball for you. I mean, that's part of one of the things that we do is that we introduce students to both technologies and we like, show them um, understand the difference between both. Uh, so VR for virtual reality, you need a headset to actually dive into the 360 environment uh, to see these computer simulations. Um, with augmented reality, you need like a digital device. So it could be an iPhone, it could be an iPad, where you get to see that computer simulation through that device. All right, so you're not actually putting on a headset. Oh, so an example of AR would be like Pokemon Go, with the filters that you see on the social media. And in VR, um, you could use a headset like the Oculus, it could be a cardboard headset, or um, any other headset, but you have to put the headset on to dive into that, that, that world. I I really like the Pokemon Go because that's something that most people can relate to, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good analogy. Go ahead. Just be talking about virtual reality, you know. Let's be the same people. You're trying to get me a virtual reality, exactly. You know, or Roberto, you can do the same thing. You know, you can get me a virtual reality headset. You know, my birthday passed. My Christmas is coming up and my birthday. I, I, I do this. I do this. Like you follow us on our social media. What? Um, right. This summer, what we're looking to do is that we're looking to perhaps um, if all goes well, we're gonna hire some high school students. Hold hold up, okay. Um and when we hire when we hire the high school students, um, one of the things that we're gonna receive is a headset. Um, and then you're gonna be compensated for your time um, to be a facilitator for our uh, summer program. We're looking for a summer job, maybe like a nice sweet job for like about two or three weeks. Um, you get paid fairly well, um, and get to go home with that. So, for, for people at home, what was that? Where do people follow you to find out more information? Our social media is Women's Circle XR, it's for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and Discord. But our Discord is kind of weak because much to handle all at once. He asked, what's the difference between winners? Uh, what's the difference between VR and AR? But you've got XR, what's XR? 
XR is a combination of all three technologies, it's augmented reality, virtual reality, and mixed reality. Okay, so that's XR. That's why it's winner's circle XR. Uh, I just want to correct myself, Jada, a moment ago, I limited myself to how Puerto Ricans were just the most beautiful. Uh, and I was wrong. Uh, Google told me I was wrong. It's not just the most beautiful. Like if you look up the perfect human, what's oh, the perfect wow. human? And that's when you see that it says the perfect human is, what does that say? It says the perfect human. Yes, right. So just, just so you know, the facts are that well, then you're not Puerto Rican is the most perfect human. <laughs> then you're not I, I'm just, I'm just telling you the facts that you know my research has, uh, my research has shown. Uh, yes. Say what? It's from Google, man. The perfect human, right there. Perfect human is 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 Puerto Rican. In in the analysis, the perfect human is defined to be homozygous for good words that I can't, you know, SNP, IHE, since genetic admixture, words that I don't know. Elijah, um, speaking of the perfect human, uh, what is your question for Juan? Wow, well, I don't know if it was already answered, but I was just really curious for the name Winter Circle. Winter Circle, so Winter Circle, um, it was a cousin of mine that came up with it. Came up with it. Um, really close cousin of mine, um, like brothers, uh, Winter Circle was supposed to be an esports company when I first launched it, uh, but due to the pandemic, we kind of had to pivot the whole business, um, and, and I had to come up with a new way to, to keep students engaged with the program. So uh, Winter Circle is the name that we came up with, and again, what it was is supposed to keep young folks your age in a positive circle um, to make some healthy, positive decisions. Such a really good pivot, man, because... Because esports is something that after the pandemic or even during the pandemic, you could probably still pivot and figure out. But after the pandemic, you can certainly come back to. But being able to use your teaching skills to show people how to manipulate the, you know, things in Minecraft and stuff like that. Um, I think you opened up a whole new element where now esports, it's much bigger than esports, but it's still esports. Yeah, I mean, the, the scary part about um, during the pandemic is that a lot of folks didn't want to share headsets. So um, that's one of the things that we had. We had limited headsets, so we couldn't have one headset per person. Um, Esports did pick up during the pandemic, but it was all played on the computer, on a desktop, um, or even like on a console. Um, it wasn't too much on uh, VR. Uh, Marvel or DC? I said Marvel. Thanks. Like, no, my, I, I take that back. I take that back. What? Uh, what? Now he's not saying. Now he's not saying. Yo, I'm just what's your son's name? Francis. Your son's name is Francis. After your brother, that's sweet. Uh, Francis and I are gonna kick your ass later. That's the thing that's gonna happen. Like, Francis is gonna be pissed off. Tell the world about Francis. Tell the world why Francis would be pissed off to hear your answer. Oh, so my son's a huge Spider-Man fan. Oh, yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, He's like, he has the cold down for the team. Everywhere we go, he's swinging webs. Um, Why the hell would you then betray Francis, betray Roberto, betray half of this room, and pander to Elijah? What's better about DC? What the hell is better about DC? My favorite character is, is a Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Which Joker? Um, I want to say the recent one that came out was the movie where um this guy, um, the one where the Joker was in the prison cell at the end of the last month's The Batman. 
No, not the not the one from the Batman. You're the one that the standalone Batman, the Joker movie. Yo, Quinn. Oh, oh. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, yeah, Joaquin yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix. Exactly. Joaquin Phoenix over Heath Ledger. Well, I mean, Whoa. I want to. I don't want to say over Heath Ledger. Just the you. fact that they made a, a Joker only movie. Yeah. And then all the kind of like all the points that they touch upon in that movie, uh, whether it's like mental health, whether it's like um, not having a healthy parent. Yeah. Um, that movie's deep. Like, like you could break that, dissect that movie, and learn a lot from that movie. I appreciate I appreciate that answer. That's a really that answer won me over. You won me over. Elijah's been trying to get me on the DC train. I'm still Marvel, but it's just better. There's no there's no avenue where Marvel is better than DC, except for the connectedness of their movies. Yeah. But when Marvel, it Marvel's more like Disney, it's like very animated, very colorful. Um, I like DC to the very grungy, very dark and when it comes to that's what I think about when it comes to Gotham, like a lot of people tell me to watch the show, but like the show is like so dark and green. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. It's good though. I don't know. Yo, all right, hold on, hold on, Merlene. Please, can we pause here for a second? The Joker is a legendary character acted by legendary actors. Uh, Mark Hamill, you might not even know from Star Wars, May the Fourth Be With You today. Uh, Mark Hamill played the Joker in most of the animated series and so good. Mwah, chef's kiss. So good. Mark Hamill is so, so if I ask who's the best Joker, obviously I, I'm, I like Heath Ledger. Uh, he gave a great take on Joaquin Phoenix and validated that Joker. I think it was a satisfactory answer. And there are so many Jokers going back uh nicholson and and jack nicholson so many other jokers the one wrong answer the one wrong answer is freaking morbius jared leto jared leto is the one wrong answer really i know it's an opinion i know there's no right or wrong and i know that google i know somebody put this on google about puerto ricans i'm just joking the one wrong answer is jared freaking leto I I mean I think he did meth too. Uh what's your question for what? I are you okay? Oh, Yo, you're in a whole other world right now. What's your question for one? Nice and loud, please. Um what was your mindset going into your business? What was my mindset going into my business? Um I was in a place where I was thinking of um, what could I do to dedicate to my brother? Um, what is something that would have longevity, that's gonna be impactful, um, that's gonna make a difference in um, younger folks' lives, that um, 10, 20 years from now, if I'm not running it, it's still going on, um, something that my, my kids will see, something that my son, my brother's kid will see, um, when they get older, so that's kind of like where my mind was at when I started running. Okay, so you're how many years in? Uh, three years. We started in 2019. You're three years in 2019, just your luck, like right in time for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You're three years in, uh, and you want to make a difference in people's lives. Do you feel like you have made a difference in young people's lives in this three years? I want to say I have, um, but I still feel like I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. When's the moment that you've made it? The moment that I've made it? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Uh, Kai, did you have a question for Juan? Uh, 
You're further back, so louder, please. We covered we covered a lot of things today. Uh, there were some really great questions about motivation from Mifta uh, and Cal. Um, we covered a whole bunch of other things. Starting a business to to honor the people that you love to make a difference. Uh, and I brought somebody in today. Uh, I brought somebody in today who's from the neighborhood that I am and that some of you are from. Uh, I brought somebody in today. I wanted you to see. What I wasn't able to see, because when I was your age, I'm sad that I didn't have Juan in front of me to say, hey, you can start a business too, and you don't have to sell out and talk like Angel was talking earlier, and to talk in a certain way, right? Uh, or code switch. So I'm happy to present that to you today. Uh, please take a note from that and know that if Juan made it through all of the adversity, through all of the tragedy and triumph that he has, because he's had successes, uh, tech 10 winner a couple of years ago. Congratulations. Uh, so, so he had triumph, he had tragedy, but he made it. You can too. That's definitely my point. Kai, take us home. What's your question? Yeah, yeah, it was my brother and really um, being in the school system. I was once to school, I went to school in Providence. Um, it's kind of like seeing um, the lack of resources over there. Um, and even being a teacher in the same school system, I just want to make sure that I find a way to give back and to help young folks like that age kind of like see their fullest potential. If somebody said, Juan, uh, we want to start a school based on Winter Circle and we want to make a Winter Circle style school, is that a conversation that you're willing to have right now? Oh, let's make it happen, of course. Let's make it happen. You heard us. All right. Uh, this is Roberto uh, with Juan Rodriguez. Juan, one more time. Where can people follow you? Steampunks from Highlander, please say peace out to the world. There's a turkey outside. There's a turkey outside. Thanks. <laughs>